What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, and today you're listening to the 101st episode Ooh. of the podcast. Spicy! Today, oh, <laughs> I didn't know. Um, yeah, well, like I was saying, the crew and I today will be breaking down the NBA's return to action um, through a different perspective. We well, sorry. Let me say who's on this podcast. First. Yeah, introduce us, please. We have Jack. Hello, he all. Makes, he makes his president presence abundantly clear. Welcome. And we have our NBA in-house expert, Mr. Edwin Sibby, back with us to discuss the NBA's return to action. Hey, how's it going? Happy to be on. Uh, excited for the 101 episode. Yes. Sibby thinks that the East is fluid. You'll find out what that means in just a second. <laughs> um, before we get to that, I will describe briefly what we're doing today. Um, we sorted these teams, the 22 teams that were invited to the bubble in Orlando, into uh, four categories. We have the contenders, the threats, the dark horses, and the teams that are, quote, bad slash have no chance of winning the title this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how many teams we have in each category for all three of us. And, uh, you know, you know, we might have some discrepancies here. So we'll get into that in just a second. Um, just two things I wanted to say before we get into it. Uh, first and foremost, we recorded our hundredth episode, uh, last week. That was a fantastic interview with the fantasy football experts. So if you have not listened to that, I would highly recommend that you go and check that one out. Um, fantasy drafts, hopefully, fingers crossed, will be approaching quickly um, in about a month or so. Hopefully, uh, the NFL, you know, it's not ruined by the, you know, the recent events of the baseball that came came about today, the Marlins. Um, but nonetheless, you should definitely check out the interview. It was a great interview for us, and I would highly recommend it. Secondly, uh, Jack recently wrote a an article for the Lakers fan-sided website, The Lake Show Life, um, about Danny Green's importance to the Lakers. So you should definitely read that as well and support uh, our uh, writing staff, which is just Jack. So Correct. Well, Frankie too, I guess. Frank, Frankie uh, pumped out a lot of writing content. But yes, check that out. The link uh, is in my Instagram bio, underscore jack.mass underscore. Uh, yeah, check it out. Right. All right. So I am ready to get started. Um, before we go into each team specifically, I want, I'm curious to know how many teams you guys put into each category. Um, let's start with Jack. How many teams did you put in each of the four categories? Of the 22 teams invited to the bubble, I have three real contenders, six threats, six dark horses, Seven that have no chance. All right. Sorry. Yeah, I, I should have counted as well. I, I bet you were probably counting on the spot there. I was. Quick math. Um, I could do it. So, <laughs> I'm making sure I have the correct amount. Um, Sibby, if you're counting, how many did you put in each category? So it was kind of similar to Jack's. So for uh, contenders, I had three. For threats, I had six. Dark Horses, I had five, and No Chance, I had eight. Is that one? Yeah. 
So I did things a little differently because I, you know, I interpreted the meaning of the categories differently. Uh, I don't really believe there's dark horses. So I have zero dark horses. I just abandoned that category. I had four contenders. I have nine threats and nine teams that have no chance. Okay. I kind of like that. I, I can understand what you mean by no if a dark horses. Sorry to cut you off, but in my opinion, if a team isn't even considered like in that threat category, how can how can they be even a dark horse to win at all? I don't. I, that and that doesn't. Not you know, necessarily a dark horse to win at all, but like a dark horse to win a playoff series to make some noise. You know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like team. it, so I just I do have these teams at least in the first two hit categories: contenders and threats, in order of like, you know, the the team I have will. The team that I will say first, I believe, is the biggest, you know, threat. And then the one at the bottom is the, you know, least amount of threat to the contenders. Least threatening. Least threatening, yes. Thank you. I was searching for that word. Um, all right. So, w- let's get into the team specifically here. Uh, I mean, we probably – I have four contenders. I mean, I, th- I bet you guys can guess who my fourth contender is. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we have the other three that are the same. But let's talk about the uh, Los Angeles Lakers because I assume we all have them in there. That is correct. Yes. Uh, um, did you like amongst each category? Did you rank them? Yeah, that's what that's what I was trying to say before. Is that I did maybe for the the team at the bo- very bottom, like you know they could go either way. I didn't really look into that too much, but at least for the first two, I did. Okay. Uh, so the Lakers are my second. Real contender. Oh, I had them at number. I had the first, but uh, I had them at number two as well. Uh, probably the main reason for me that caused them to put them at number two is because of Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo being out. Uh, before this, I might have liked them to be the favorites, but I think really they lack playmaking outside of LeBron and. He's going to have to play extended minutes, which he can do, but it's not ideal, especially in the early rounds, because he wants to save himself for the finals, which is when he likes to shine brightest. So for me, that hurt them a decent amount. I mean, we'll see how good Dion Waiters can be if he can step up. That that would be a huge boon to their team. Uh, Dion Waiters looked a little chunky. <laughs> he said it. Yeah, you see his quote? He said, I can still get buckets when I'm fat. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking about how he's going to lose weight and how he did lose weight. Did he, like, gain it all back or something? All right. Well, you I got a couple so. of days, Dion. You better kick it into high gear. Get some intermittent fasting going on. But um, I agree with what you said at the Lakers. I, before the the uh, um, the break in the season, I thought the Lakers were going to win it all. I would still like them to win it all, but uh, – I put them at number two because of reasons you just said. Um, Avery Bradley and Rondo both being out uh, where Bradley opted out. Rondo being out for six to eight weeks, I believe. Um, They signed J.R. Smith, so he may need some time to get acclimated. Um, Again, they also signed Deion Waiters, so there's just a lot of turnover at the guard position. Um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. I, I do think that LeBron can carry. And, again, they still have another top five player, Anthony Davis. Um, best duo in basketball or close to it. So, uh, 
yeah, they're they're just not very deep, which is why that that's going to be their uh, their biggest handicap, but uh, still one of the clear contenders. I just, yeah, you guys made some very good points. I don't, I just think that LeBron's. I mean, Sibby said he will have to play extended minutes, and as the playoffs go, you know, further along um, into each round, he will have to play more. But he can play. He doesn't have to play that, you know, extended minutes, uh, quote unquote when he's playing the eight seed, you know, that's like, true. I, I don't like, he can kind of coast by against whether it's the Pelicans or Kings or Grizzlies or Blazers, whoever it is, I think he can kind of coast by, by them. So maybe don't, don't sleep on uh don't sleep on all the lower seeded in the West. I feel like they can still be dangerous. Um, to win one game. Yeah. They'll be dangerous to win one game and take it to five. Look out for Kyle Kuzma. I know he's been playing well in the exhibition games uh, recently. So, I mean, he could be a huge piece coming off the bench as he's been coming off the bench all year. Um, again, shout out Danny Green uh, in reference to my article, which everyone should check out. Um, he's a – no one on their team uh, has started in as many playoff games as him, nor beside – except LeBron James, of course, um, as well as not uh, – He's won two championships, so that's got to be worth something, too. So he's definitely got the experience, which is huge. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll move on to the Clippers. Um, you know, I'm sure – I'm assuming they're you're both number one, unless it's the Bucks. But Yeah, I got the Clippers, the Clippers at one. Yep. All right. Um, yeah, what do you guys think about the other Los Angeles team? Um, might not have Lou Williams for the first, you know, couple uh, last seeding games or whatever. Hashtag yeah. strippers over Clippers. Um, <laughs> he, I didn't he hear was, that. <laughs> he was saying he just wanted uh, the best wings in town. So we'll see. You know, people were trying to defend him at that, but who who knows? But anyway, going back to the actual team, um, I think they're by far the deepest team in the NBA and uh, maybe not like by far, but I think it's clear that they're the deepest team in the NBA and they just, they also have star power to match it with Kawhi and Paul George and uh, something very interesting that they were planning to have last year's playoff starting lineup basically be the second unit for this year. And they all work together with like real good chemistry. So I'm sure that second lineup would be deadly on other teams' second lineups. Yeah. So if Lou Williams can get back, and I'm sure he will in time for the playoffs and everything, and the team doesn't get sick because of other people's behavior, then <laughs> I really think their depth will take them over combined with their star power. I And a good coach in Doc Rivers, I feel like it's – just really hard to argue against the Clippers. Right. What you said that um, if their second unit is that team that uh, large makeup of their team that played in the postseason last year as an eight seed, then they they stole two games against the Warriors, didn't they? Yeah. An eight seed. That's impressive as an eight seed. Then they obviously add Kawhi and Paul George to that. Um, they add was Marcus Morris on that team last year? I know he. I mean, he's no, no. Right. He so they add him added. too. That's a a solid veteran there. Um. Yeah, sign Joe Kim Noah. Shout out Joe Kim Noah from 2012. Oh, he was so good. Love Marcus Morris. Right. Yeah, the Clippers are a good team, obviously. 
Um, they're consensus. They're the Hogline consensus number one team with your the average ranking here, which is both your number ones. Um, yeah, everyone's high in them. Kawhi looking for his back-to-back championships, and that would be that'd be something. He would that would be his third championship. And yeah, I mean, I I know Colin Cowher recently said he'd be didn't he say he'd be a top five player of all time if he won this championship? Yeah, I don't know about like that, that, but. But that's something. Yeah, I don't know about that. You're right, but that is be a very impressive feat to win three finals. And I, well, I, Paul George can very likely win Finals MVP if they win it. But if he won three Finals MVPs on three different teams, that's very impressive. It is very impressive. I mean, I talked about the depth. I mean, I feel like I should name a couple guys like Pat Bev, Paul George. You know, obviously Kawhi, Marcus Morris, like you said. They also got Zubak, who is starting at center, and then. Harrell will come off the bench. And now they also have Landry Shamit, who's doing better, so a shooter, and right. Lou Williams, and then Reggie Jackson also, which is, I think, a nice little piece to have. Definitely. Yeah, um, I know we discussed that Montrose Harrell is a candidate for sixth man of the year now. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's got very impressive numbers off the bench, close to 19 a game with seven rebounds. Um. Yeah, judges against sets now. They yeah. I mean, we've said it. They're very deep, deeper than any other team that we believe in the in the entire NBA. So, uh, in contrast to the other LA team, uh, that as I said is rather thin. This team this team is uh can go like eight or nine deep, like solid players. So, that's their uh their strong suit. Really hoping we get a LA LA conference final. That would be, you know, I think everyone's looking for that. So I, yeah. I'm I'm certainly hoping to watch that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if another one of these teams can make some noise in the threat position that we have them. Um, all right, we'll talk about the Bucks because I believe they're all of our number three team. Yes. What do you What do you guys have to say about Milwaukee? I think um, their numbers really show that they're far and away better than the rest of the East, but I don't necessarily believe they're far and away better than everyone. I think if your team has the personnel to stop Giannis, then you have a good shot at beating them. Obviously, it's easier said than done, but if you can formulate that, because the team is so formed around him, if you stop him, I feel like you have a good shot at winning. Like I said, it's not going to be easy either way just because he is so good on defense, offense, transition. He makes plays happen no matter what. Obviously, his shooting is something he needs to get better at, but he's not – He's not like it's not that he doesn't shoot. He'll still shoot, but uh, at the end of the day, I would still, still say they're the favorites. They have good depth, and obviously they have the biggest star in the East in Giannis. Yeah, definitely. Um, do we know? I know there was a report. Uh, I don't know, or maybe he. I think he said it directly. Chris Middleton said he hasn't touched a basketball in months. Has that story evolved since that quote? I don't know. Think so. I I don't know if that's true because he also said he didn't have access to a basketball court, and then he said he was lying. So <laughs> I don't I don't know if any a lot of the he literally said you can't trust me with what I say so I'm not really a lot sure. of inconsistencies in these stories Chris 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. Um, if that's true for his sake, hopefully these games, these eight games that are the seeding games, provide him with some type of rhythm. Yeah, I mean, otherwise that wouldn't be so great. Giannis needs him. It's not like he can't do without a second All Star. Right. Yeah. I mean, what? Um, I agree with what Sibby said that this team really. I mean, obviously, it revolves around Giannis. Um, I, I just, I don't know. They have the best record in basketball, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they they got a very good thing going on, and like their system is great. But I just don't see a team winning a championship with Chris Milton's your second best player. I just don't. I know he's an all star, but like, probably the. I don't. I, I gotta look at the All Star game list or roster, but maybe the worst All Star, one of them. Like I don't I mean, know. I don't know about worst, but not the not the best. I mean, Bleacher Reports list had him at number ten, while Westbrook was at twenty two. That's yeah. That's, that's just, not, just crazy. That's not good. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I uh, I don't see them winning, but I could not put them as a contender. They're my third yeah. contender. Well, I want to echo what Sibby said right very in the beginning what he's, when he started to talk there. I just – clearly, because I have four contenders and the other one's Boston, spoiler alert. Um, the gap is not as big as everyone says. Like, I I don't know. Yeah, they have – they're 53-12. and 12, And if the season continued, they might, they might have won 67 games or something like that, upper 60s. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think I'm, I'm confident in a team – either Boston or I, I, I'm actually – I don't know how you guys feel about Toronto. I guess we'll talk about them in a couple minutes here. But I don't really think – I think they're close. They're right up there. Like, I think Toronto is a team that shouldn't be taken lightly. And I just don't think the gap is as, as big as people might think it is. Um, but that being said, they're going to – Giannis is going to win his second MVP in two years. Um, yeah, he will. Uh, and – <laughs> and if you have the MVP on your team, then, you know, what can you say? A 50, 53 and 12 team with the MVP, who is the best. I, uh, I, I, he's the best player in basketball. I'm you know, not, I mean, I'm I, not going to give him that title yet. I won't either. Yeah. Um, but I guess I know I said that Chris Middleton is your second best player. I don't know if that's good enough. I kind of feel like this roster talent level is similar to what we saw in Toronto last year, equating Giannis to Kawhi of that caliber. And then, I don't know, the, the surrounding pieces, like Middleton to Siakam maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I, have, I don't have a side-by-side. but And I, Budenholder is a great coach too. Um, and, yeah, as I said, their system is great. So they could win. But I would definitely bet on either L.A. team over them. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's why I had him at three. Um, yep. All right, well, we'll talk about the Celtics next because I have them in a contender group. And where do you guys? You know, I guess you don't have to go into it fully, but where? How close were they to the contender group? Are they towards the top of your threat group, or what do you what do you think about that? I had them at one or two in my threat group. Uh, I in terms of in the East, I had them at number one for a threat. Uh, there, I made an entire list. I didn't separate it by conference. They're my second threat. 
So the fifth ranked team. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know this for sure, but probably the only team with three twenty-point scores. You guys think that's right? Do you know any of the top of your other teams? The Thunder are close, but they're not there. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's correct. Right. So now it could be. um, What's Lou Williams up to? Is he at twenty or no? Could be the Clippers. Let okay. Regar- regardless, um, impressive feat to have three twenty-point scores, and none of which are including uh, Gordon Hayward, right? He's not uh, the Clippers, yeah. are, by the way. But yeah, Gordon Hayward is right there with seventeen. Yeah. We have three, five guys, excuse me, with over thirteen and a half a game. Um, this is another team that is very deep, similar to the Clippers, very well coached. And I guess people can say, I don't know. I, I don't know what argument you could have against the Celtics other than maybe like no star power, but I, I argue that Jason Tatum is a star at this point. And he'll show everyone why he still is or is becoming one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I, – I just – I don't know. I'll sound biased, but I think they should be right up there with the Bucks. I know the Bucks beat us last year in the playoffs. Um, Kemba Walker's there now. And I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm confident. I th- I think that we can get it done, and I think we'll be in the NBA Finals. I recently just placed a five dollar wager on the Celtics to win it all. I wouldn't compare this Celtics. I mean, they they lost the Bucks last year. I would not compare this team to what they are, were last year. They didn't have. Uh, I mean, Kyrie wasn't playing. Um, who else wasn't even playing? Was Hayward around? Like, then they or who else was? Was this someone else injured? Um, I don't know, but yeah, regardless, Jason Tatum is a different player this year. Um, I believe February is when he went on that tear. Am I not mis- am I mistaken? No. Right. Um, I mean, he's really elevated himself into a new tier of uh, uh, of talent in the NBA. Um, I think it may be too early to say that he can carry a team. I mean. I'd say he's the best team. He's better than Kemba. Um, but I, I think it may be too soon to say that he can be a best player on championship team. Um, I hope he proves me wrong. That'd be cool. I like watching this team play. They're great. Um, looking at their strength of schedule, they're 20th. They got the 20th easiest – sorry, 20th best. 20th hardest. Yeah, so I think. Yeah, okay, that's correct. Um, so maybe they could. I don't know if they could jump. Oh, they can't. They can't. They can't pass the the Raptors. That was dumb. That was so foolish of me. What are you trying to say? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I was kind of just stream of consciousness. Consciousness there. We're only three games behind the Raptors. How could we? How could we not jump them? Playoff odds. It has. It only lists fourteen uh, percent chance at the three, eighty-three percent chance at the four. I mean, because they plan on like. I mean, obviously the Raptors aren't going to lose like every game, so it's it's going to be tough to move up. But I mean, it's possible. I still think this team is better than the Raptors. I don't remember what 
the actual split when we played the Raptors was. If I, I don't know. I feel like the Raptors have had the edge over the Celtics throughout this regular season so far, but I'd have to fact check that. But for some reason, it tells me that we haven't played the Raptors particularly well. But I don't know. I, I have them in the contenders and the Raptors not. But that's not a knock on the Raptors because I like the Raptors a lot. And they're, they're my next team that I'd want to talk about. Oh, wait. Let me talk about the Celtics a little bit. Okay. Chime in. Uh, I, I like what you said about the depth because r- right when we were talking about the Clippers, I said immediately the best depth by far. And then I was like, wait, maybe not by far because of, then the Celtics came to mind. And I would say they're definitely number two in depth in the NBA. And I think those teams in terms of depth are – far ahead of the rest of the league um just competent players all around um jason tatum definitely took a next step uh with the last month in the nba the thing is i want to see is was that a little above his mean or was that just what he is now is that the new mean yeah like so that's what I want to see. Um, people are calling him a top 10 player. Maybe. I think it's a little too soon for that. Well, I mean, he, he definitely went on a tear, but I want to see a little more. Like like you said, I don't think he could lead a championship team right now. But, I mean, if he keeps progressing like he has last, obviously, season one in the hiatus, but, like, right before then, he could have a chance. And – he he could be the team's best player. I'm right now. I it's almost split between him and Kemba for me. But obviously, Tatum was playing better towards the end of the season. So if you say him, I wouldn't blame you. But I th- I think Kemba gets underappreciated by a lot of people. So he's he'll definitely have a huge part to do with them and how far they go. So even if he's not the main star, he he he's more of a team player than a lot of people think. So I. Th- Bringing him in really changed the outlook, I feel like, on this franchise a little bit. Yeah, they traded down to get him. Who? They traded down oh, to Tatum. get him. Sorry. Oh, wait, was that? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was still Tatum in my head. Yeah, I was talking about Kemba. <laughs> I'm so yeah, sorry. I'm like, what are you talking about? They okay. traded down to get Kemba. You're right. Okay, let's just move on. All right. Uh, so who you guys want to talk about next? I mean, I'm sure we have a couple different ways we could go here, but um, Sibby, who who would who is your next team? I guess on your list, your first threat. My okay. Um, I was stuck between deciding who I had as my first and second threat, and it was either the Celtics or the Rockets. And the main reason is. They have two MVPs, uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. They are astounding. Westbrook was on an absolute tear before the season ended. He struggled in the beginning, but he really showed that he belonged uh, in that MVP conversation in terms of later half of the year. He was really good. Without him, the Houston Rockets would have no shot. But with the way he was playing in the paint, no one could stop him. He was sort of the acting center with their such so small lineup that he he was just able to flourish with it. We I even though he won MVP that other season, I don't know if we have ever seen a better Russell Westbrook than we're seeing right now, which is 
really awesome to see actually he's shooting a little less so percentage is going up a little more and he's more in the paint which is just what he needs to stick with I mean he's super effective and so he should definitely stick with that and I think they're a live threat because of the way Russell Westbrook is playing James Harden might be their best player but I know Stephen A was saying and I agree it's Russell Westbrook that will determine how far they go definitely I agree with everything you said. Um, ever since the turn of the calendar year, he's been just going off. Um, in the month of January, averaged 32.5 points per game. February, up to 33.4 points per game. Um, and, yeah, as you said, he uh, they're really starting to use him correctly. Uh, he's not taking shots from the perimeter. He's not – he's taking far less threes. Um yeah, I'm actually just looking at the monthly splits, and his three-point attempts went down so much. In November and December, November, 74 three-point attempts. December, 57 three-point attempts. And then January, 24. February, 20. So they're really using him uh, far more efficiently. Um, his plus-minus was up to 11.8 in February. That's great. Um I have them as con- as threats, excuse me, were ranked over the, the Celtics. Um, as Sibby opened up with, they have two MVPs in their team, and you can't compete with that kind of star power. No other team can say that. They have two MV- former MVPs. Um, and former MVPs is not like these were very far removed. Was, one was 2017. There's, what, three or four years ago each. So they're both uh, of the same talent uh, level they were at that time. Uh, I know – James Harden in these exhibition games has really been going off uh, as of late. Um, uh, and he's, yeah, I mean, he's averaging a lot in not that many minutes, not not a full game. So uh, I think that him and Russ are really have, we're starting to hit their groove before the hiatus. And I think I can really see that. Uh, I see them picking up where they left off. And I have bought, kind of bought into their whole, uh, their small ball lineup. Um, let me look at what's their uh, so projected stars would be Ross Harden, Daniel House Jr., Robert Covington, PJ Tucker. So okay, yeah, they traded for Covington. He'll be their what is he like six seven? He's gonna be their biggest guy. Um, yeah, Tucker will play center. This yeah, this right. Uh, yeah, they're a very interesting team, and obviously I love Russell Westbrook, and they're a fun team to watch. And I think they pose the biggest threat to the top three contenders just because of Harden and Westbrook. I think Westbrook is an upgrade from Chris Paul. And I, with Chris Paul, Harden was right on the cusp of taking down the, the, uh, the powerhouse Warriors in 2018, was that? Um, yeah. The series when Chris Paul got hurt? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. So, yeah, uh, I have the Rockets right there as my top threat team. You know, the, the counter argument that could be is, oh, they're the sixth seed. But if you look at how close the West is, I mean, the three and the sixth seed are separated by two and a half games. So it's, it's very close. Even they're only four games away from the Clippers, if you look at it. So it, it's generally pretty close in the West. Um, 
And I, I really like what you said about Russell Westbrook's three-point attempts and how, you know, they go down and it's, you know, improving his game. Because it's just in the past when I watch Westbrook, obviously he's a human highlight reel and it's very electric. But I just see him take threes and I'm like, why, why are you doing that? Like, I, I just don't expect the ball to go in when he takes a three-pointer. So I, I just think, you know, maybe this team has just found its groove and found what the best way for them to play as a team can be. And, you know, looking at the teams in front of them with the Denver and Utah and Oklahoma City, and I don't know. I, I, if I'm going to really just – if it comes down to it, who am I going to trust more to, you know, make a run and potentially get to the finals? I'm going to pick Houston over those teams. So I think we're definitely in the right saying that they are the, the third team in the West where we can see making a run to the finals behind the two LA teams. So I like that a lot. And just one more word on them. I think, I don't know. I just think James Harden, like, yeah, everyone, you know, agrees that he's a top 10 player. But, like, I, I just think, like, one day when he's 20 years out of the league and we're older and we're, you know, middle-aged men, that we're going to be like, I don't know. I just think we're going to maybe take him for granted at that point. Because, I mean, you just look at his stats and this he hasn't, He's averaged 29 points or more for five straight seasons. Like, that, like how many guys have done that in the league ever? Yeah. No, so, you're I right. just think, like, maybe – I just think, like, yeah, he's fantastic. One MVP two years ago. But I still feel like at some point, like, we're just underappreciating his greatness. Like, this guy can score anytime he wants to, I feel like. So, I don't know. I just wanted to say that about James Harden. I feel like sometimes he doesn't get enough respect, even though he, he gets a ton. I don't know. I, I, you're I, right. I can agree to an extent. I mean, just because when it – for a lot of it, just when it matters most in the playoffs, he just isn't – he's still a good all-star, but he just isn't what we have come to expect from how greatly he performs in the regular season – he isn't as electric and able to replicate it. So I think that hurts him for being that much better in the regular season, at least in the terms of the public. You know, it's very hard to replicate it, but because he isn't as good and efficient in the playoffs that just fans like to hate on him. And I mean, it could be, he's not as clutch as some of the best players or he's, I don't know, something, something he's, He's not the same player exactly in the playoffs. He's still a very good player, but from what we've seen, I don't know. If there was ever a a season to change that narrative, it would be this one. So that's very true. No, I real quick on James Harden. Um, so you said he's averaged what is it? Um, twenty nine, twenty nine. Uh, I just had the numbers up, but it's been twenty nine for the past twenty nine or more for the past five seasons. Um, yeah, so what you said is definitely true. Uh, we may be taking him for granted. Um, his scoring ability is unreal. I mean, he goes on stretches that are like Kobe level, even better. Um, I agree with what Sibby said. Uh, he hasn't been able to show up uh, in the postseason, so that's going to just that's just always going to be a thing until he gets over that hump. That's always going to be a thing about James Harden and uh, regarding his legacy. Um, 
I've kind of it's grown on me ever since Russ joined the Rockets. I've been a Rockets fan, sort of. Um, I never really liked his play style that much, and how much he, like the way he hooks players to draw fouls. Uh, largely, his scoring is dependent on the foul line. He gets to the foul line so much, and again, he his average is so high because his usage rate is so high. This, um, I'm a basketball reference right now. Over the past five seasons, his usage rate is higher than Russell Westbrook's. Uh, his usage percentage, excuse me, um, by over a percentage higher. So that's another reason why. Actually, I should have ran the numbers on if how it compares to Kobe's usage rate. Um, regardless, uh, I don't know. That's kind of like the pros and cons, how I see it for James Harden. Um, but nevertheless, I still think that uh, – I don't know. I think they can do it. I think Russ uh, is could be that missing piece to help him get over the hump. That's my two cents about Harden and the Rockets. I, I will I will defend that to the day I die of how when people say, "Oh, he hook he draws fouls and he hooks players," and I'm like, "That's an art form, and that's that's a that's a skill that is." I guess you could say it's an art unmatched. form. It's just annoying. Yeah, I don't care if it's annoying. I think I think I hate when people like, use that as an argument against him. Like, I just think that like, if you get the calls and you get the calls, I don't, I don't you know what I mean? Like, it, it's there's an art to that. Yeah, I mean, hooking people, it's really good, but when you, like, flop and you, like, that just gets a little annoying. I mean, He does get an extra – they give him an extra step in his step back, too. <laughs> you remember when Curry did that? Like, his, like, double step back and they call him for a travel and then Curry had up the, the 1-3? Like, do you remember that? Yeah, he said, yeah. oh, yeah, you, you called it because I'm not 13. Yeah. I love it, though. I, I love it. That's funny, yeah. All right, well, we've been talking about the Rockets for a while. We've got a lot of teams to get to. We haven't been talking about the Rockets for a while. Uh, Let's talk about Toronto real quick. Okay. I was just talking them up a little bit. What do you guys think about the defending champs? It feels so weird to say because they don't feel like the defending champs, but they are the defending champs until someone takes it from them. Uh, What do you guys think? The current two seed in the East. I think they are a very deep team. Uh, Not as deep as the Celtics or Clippers, but – uh, they're up there. Uh, friend Fred Van Vliet has taken a major step up this year. Um, compared to last year, he has scored so much more. His three-point game is amazing. Um, I really did not expect this out of him to be this good. And I think a large majority of the credit goes to him and obviously Pascal Siakam's uh, growth. Um, Pascal has been a good player last year, but He's trying to enter that upper echelon of players right now, top he's top 12 maybe, top 15. He's I'd say he's top 15 player, but he's he's right on the cusp of a top 12 player and his defense is really good. He's good in transition, he can score, he's a decent shooter. Um he really works well with the rest of the Raptors, so they they're definitely live, but I they're towards the bottom of my threat list just because you have a star leave your closer. I mean, it's, it's going to be really tough to try. And so Kawhi took those moments a lot during the playoffs. He had a lot of those clutch moments. So it's going to be interesting to see who takes that role. Um, Obviously I didn't mention Lowry, but he's been a staple for years now. So he's, you know, as good as ever, I'd say. Still kicking him. He still puts up solid numbers. Yeah, definitely. So, just 
just because of I don't know who's going to be taking those last shots now and everything. Um, I in my threats category they are second to last. I am right there with you, Sibby. They're my uh, second to last threat. They're I have them eighth overall ranked. Um, I guess it won't uh, really echo too much of what you said. I agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, I feel like it's kind of a common thread of what I've been saying about each of these teams, but I just think they they lack the star power. Obviously, they Kawhi's gone. Um, they lack the star power to get it done. Uh, Siakam, as you said, improved greatly a lot this year, um, but I he can't be your best player. Um, I mean, Lowry's right up there with them in regards to talent. And they have a bunch of other pieces, as you said. They're very deep. Uh, but they just don't have that guy that, uh, you know, to rely on steadily. So, and I think every every championship team needs one of those guys, clearly. Um, yeah. I had them as a threat uh, just because they're the reigning champs and they all got experience. Um, Nick Nurse great coach showed he's a great coach last year um i don't see them i don't know i don't see them posing too much for a threat yet they're still my threat category they are my sixth team overall second in my threat category have nine teams in my threat category as i said before um but you know i'd have to acknowledge that there are tiers to my threat category because i don't have any dark horse um because it didn't make sense to me but Got to put respect on the defending champion's name. Great defensive team, and I take them way more seriously than I do some of the teams below them. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about them. That would just be so weird if they won it again. Just That would be the weirdest back-to-back NBA that champions in probably any sport back-to-back champion ever. There's got to be – if that happens, they got to have a documentary or some movie about them. Yeah. like how, you get Kyle Lowry's life. <laughs> you get a, you know a top three player in the game right now in Kawhi for one season then he wins it and leaves and then he and then you win it all with the the, the rag not I wouldn't say ragtag group but it's it's an it's an interesting assortment of players which they you know they they're great players but yeah that'd be extremely weird um all right uh who do you guys want to talk about next I know who I'd have uh my next ranked team but who do you, Jack, who do you have next? My next team is the Heat. I also have the Heat next. Okay. I, I had one team in front of them, but... Right, we'll the talk heat, about the Heat yeah. first. All right. Um, I love the Heat. I've been saying it for most of this year. I love watching them play. Um, this break and going to uh, Orlando, I think, hurts them. They have they have a great uh, home court, um, so not having that is I think definitely hurts them. Um, and also their youth, um, Tyler Hero and Kedrick Nunn, both top five rookies this year and big uh, large contributors to their team. Um, they're rookies, as I said, so that is um, I don't know. That's not. Uh, preferred in playoff basketball i guess um but they have i think a top 10 player in jimmy butler uh and he he can i don't want to throw out a number but 
of top whatever, but of guys that can carry teams and put a team on his back, he's up there. Um, he plays with a lot of heart. And I he carries a team, but I didn't even mention they got Bam Adebayo, who is having a great season. Kind of kind of similar to that uh that Chris Middleton and maybe Siakam category of talent. Um I don't know. I like the way this roster is constructed. Uh, Eric Spolstra is a very good and experienced coach. Uh, so that's, um, that's an up, that's a huge benefit that may not be seen on paper. Um, they do have the toughest remaining strength, strength of schedule. That's just something to note. Um, yeah, I don't know. Before this, I, I, I feel like they're the, definitely the second best team in the East, in my opinion. Um, but for the reason I just said, I think the Celtics pose a bigger threat to the Bucks and the entire NBA. What do you guys think? A lot. Not quite as high on them as you are, even though I have them in the same spot that you do. But it's just, yeah, they've had great young players. Bam Adebayo, you know, very likely could win most improved player. I mean, definitely a top three candidate, if not the favorite. I think he should win. Yeah. Um and two great rookies. You know, they have a great rookie class. But you need – I don't know. The youth concerns me. I don't really – I just think they're too young. Um, and I don't, I don't agree with you that Jimmy Butler's a top 10 player in the NBA. I like him. He's great, but I don't think he's top 10. Is your reason is that he's on four different teams? <laughs> That's not my reason, but – You always say that. I, Sibby, what do you think about that? If a person – yeah, you know – Take Jimmy Butler. Pretend we're not even talking about him. We're just talking in in general. If a guy's on a bunch of different teams in not that long of a time span, it's not like the end-all, be-all in how good that player you, is. You but treat it as it teams is. view that player as expendable, right? Like they're, the I, top, top players are not going to be trading their guys. That what, I think it's more that their organizations are too soft for him. So he... He, he, you know, he's he's a hardened guy. He's not he's not going to stand for nonsense. And you know, he hasn't molded well with a lot of the organizations he's went to. So cough, cough. The Sixers, they're a they're a nonsense organization. We'll get to them in a second. Um, a little, a little more, yeah, yeah, than the Heat, definitely. I mean, the Timberwolves, kind of a joke, honestly, with how they're doing everything. I have no problem with him wanting out. They're clearly not as focused as he is. I think his level of dedication is astounding. And I really don't think he's all that talented as a player. It's, it's all heart. It's all guts. It's all effort, which is incredible. I think he molded the entire culture of the heat, this heat. Um, not, not the Heat organization, but rather these young guys. They now have the Heat culture in them because of Jimmy Butler. So I think that piece was such a great move that it's it's going to pay dividends for so long from now in terms of just young guys coming in. They In the beginning of the year, Jimmy Butler was showing up at the facility at 3 a.m. to work out, 4 a.m., and soon other guys were doing it too they were like i didn't like the idea of being outworked myers leonard said that and literally they all started working and honestly i think if not top 10 i i might have him at 11 or 12 
but I, I think he's like right there in terms of Andy, Andy's clutch. I think, you know, down the stretch, he can get you a bucket. I think this Heat team is dangerous. I think Bam Adebayo is extremely underappreciated. He just turned 23 uh, like earlier this month or last month. So his room for growth is even greater. And I'm so scared of this Heat team, honestly. And let's not forget, they have Iguodala now. Uh, I'm not sure how uh, in shape he'll be, but in the playoffs, that is a major gain, uh, at least I think. So give me Iguodala to take that last shot. Iguodala's nice. That was Max, quoted, Max quoting Keller. Max Kellerman when he, oh, yeah, he rest, said over Who would you rather Curry. have to take that last shot, Curry or Iguodala? Give the me- Martians pointing the death beam at Earth. Looks into the camera. Give me Equadala. And then Steven, they just like, <laughs> looks like they're to walk off. So I like the heat, but like you said, youth might be their downfall. I really think they could be a top contender for the East for a long time, though. Yeah, they're set up for the future. Yeah, no, good for them. I'm not counting them out. Like, uh, I think they can make some noise. I just, I think they have a ceiling. All right, uh, Sibby, do you want to talk about the Sixers now or what? Yep. The one team I had ahead of the Heat was the Sixers. Um, originally, before uh, seeing Simmons uh, moving to the four and having shaken uh, at the point, I, well, I, that's what made me move the Heat Sixers up a little. And the fact that just seeing him shoot, uh, I think it'll create a lot of spacing within the team, just him not carrying the ball up because whenever they do that, they can just have like three or four people in the paint to stop the drive and stop and beat. They don't have to really worry about it at the top of the key. But now with Shake bringing up the ball, he's he really is a sniper, a sniper Shake. So you got to watch out. He's going to help out with the spacing a lot. I think it'll really help Tobias actually and – uh, we'll see uh, how Horford does. Um, he's never played power forward in his life, apparently. Uh, oh, Horford? Yeah, I was surprised to hear about that. But So apparently he's not very good at doing that. So it'll be nice to see him coming in for Embiid. Uh, so, yeah, I, I am a full believer in Shake. And if Simmons can shoot – their ceiling is very high. If Simmons can not not just expand the spacing, it helps the team so much. And he's a top top four. He, he's he, he's gets so underrated because of his shot. But if they can solve that problem um, with spacing and everything, then this team is very hard to beat. Their star power in the starting lineup is just pretty scary i'd say you said a top you kind of cut out just for one second you you said simmons is a top what what was the number top four i'd say top three probably defender top. in the league oh 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 okay yeah that's where you, okay i yeah, i guess yeah okay top three defender in the league yeah i guess you cut out for that whole sentence there okay good i heard what he said well i didn't hmm Someone um, give me something to do with this. I am so confident the Sixers will not 
make the NBA finals that I will do something crazy if they do. So someone please give me something to do if they, if they make it. Cause I just, they're not going to do it. There's no way. Post I mean, a picture in a Sixers Jersey. The big qualifying statement in Sibby's whole, you know, he said some nice things, but the big qualifying statement was if Ben Simmons learned how to shoot, then okay, yada, yada, on. yada. The ceiling of this team is so high. I got some things to say about that, but can it be that you got to post at least on your Instagram story, a picture of you in a Sixers Jersey? I'll, I'll do something crazier, but Wait. yeah, I'll do that too. I'll do that and something else. I don't care. They're not, they're oh. not making it. There's no okay. way. Well, I'm saying if Simmons can shoot, they'd have a chance at the title, but that obviously it's not going to be like that, but just helping with the spacing of the floor by not being at the top of the key. I think they have a decent shot at making the, conference finals at least what's the sports psychologist okay. psychiatrist gonna say to ben simmons shoot the Hold ball on. ben shoot it you can do it no let me let me talk to this okay you can this point uh i feel as though i am a less biased uh perspective and i i'm gonna come out and say that i think coronavirus is the best thing to ever happen to ben simmons no um, I think that in this this hiatus, as Mitchell just alluded to, he saw a sports psychologist um, regarding his uh, him not shooting. <laughs> um, and again, I've been harping on it for a long time, as many people have. Uh, his lack of shooting, or at least just trying to shoot, has inhibited his his ceiling for as of now up in his NBA career. Um, and I think so much of that is mental and the mental aspect is so huge. And if the sports psychologist helped him, um, then I think that this kid, this whole break, we can come out of it and see possibly a new version of Ben Simmons. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to be – like, he's going to be a lights-out shooter in this break. I mean, coming in the bubble, um, playing without fans is going to benefit him. Uh, playing not in front of fans will benefit him. Uh, just as a whole, the whole psychological aspect uh, of him, of his shooting. I think he may be getting more range, and I could see him – as getting more range and building up confidence to project into future years that I think could expand upon him. And I, I, I've been saying for a while that like I doubted that he's just going to all of a sudden just like snap his fingers and get a jump shot. But I really think that this time is different. And I think his game could truly be expanded and no, I don't see them in the champ in the finals. Um, but just regarding Ben Simmons, I think this could be a big, uh, big step in his career and growth as a player. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> they're my last contender. Nope, they're my last threat. Uh, ranked, I have them at ninth overall. Uh, I have a team. Anything else you want to say about the Sixers? Nope. Embiid. There Shout out indeed. Uh, yeah, I'm, well, <laughs> and I just saw I got an alert from B the other day saying he had to sit because of calf tightness or something. Like, oh, geez, he's. I think it was. Class. I think it was just more precautionary. I guess I don't know. Um, all right, we'll Same move on. Texas. I guess nothing changes. Um, 
I have the Nuggets ranked above the Sixers. I do not. The Nuggets are my last threat. Nuggets they're, are my, are my, my next team here in the rankings, but yeah, they're behind the Sixers for me. They're my yeah, fourth they're... threat, seventh overall. Uh, I'll, I would like to take the lead in the Nuggets. Um, I've never liked Jokic. Contrary to a lot, what a lot of people I think uh, th- think about him, I I've always thought he was overrated. He, I just thought he was too fat and plays too lethargically and slow and messy. I know it just kind of works, but like, it's not sustainable. Um, his offensive averages have always been high, uh, but defensively he lacked because he was so slow. He is so slow. Um, but I'm sure a lot of people have seen pictures of him recently, and he looks like a different different Jokic. He looks a little thinner, and I saw some highlights. He looks like he's moving quicker, which I feel like that was his biggest inhibitor to his game. Um, I think that recent in the expedition game recently, I'm sure a lot of people saw their uh, they went with a big lineup, and featuring and I a lot of highlights from Bull Bull. Uh Bull Bull's a player that I really thought fell in the draft. He was taken 44th overall, which at one point I thought he was like a top 10 player. I mean because he was injured for lar- most of his uh one season at Oregon. But uh a lot of people uh slept on Bull Bull and uh he got something to prove and I really think that he could uh this could be like his his little March Madness, where he can make a name for himself again. Um, the resurgence of Bull Bull, I shall call it. Um, but yeah, interested. I I I'm just interested in like the different kind of lineups, like how I said the Rocket Small Ball, and if they go remember the tall lineup, like their lineup on uh was it last week? They they had the shortest players were six nine. Jeremy Grant and Paul Millsap, and they had three seven-plus footers in Jokic. Bull Bull was like 7'4", Mason Plumley. I know they wouldn't actually do that because Jamal Murray would presumably be starting. Um, yeah, Bull Bull is the player that I ex- expected him to be in months past, and I don't know. I think they could uh, pose a threat for those reasons. Skinny Jokic and Bull Bull. Bull Bull is way too raw for these NBA playoffs. Yeah, too I, raw. I, don't, I don't think he's going to get too much, too many minutes, actually. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah, Which... he, he's he's a little while away. He's I don't even think we – I think we spent too much time talking about him here. No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, he's Manute Bull's son, and he was a highly touted collegiate prospect, but he's, he's not really relevant to our discussion here today. Why not? He doesn't move the needle for the Nuggets. He does for me. No, he doesn't. He's so he. They That's ran him dumb. at small forward. Yeah, but all right. Let uh, me pull the stats. Sibby, I'm right. I know. Right? No, I agree with you, Mitchell. Okay, good. Um, he's very exciting, but when it comes down to it, I don't think he's gonna get much playing time, if if any, honestly. He's a very enticing and uh prospect for the future, like next year. But you know, he's who who knows how in shape he is he's still got to get integrated to the team so in shape 
Total stats. I mean, what did he? He played two games, scrimmage games. Yeah. I mean the the quarters are a little shorter. I mean, not everyone's playing as hard. He's not playing the starters the whole time. So yeah, no thanks. No, you're right. I, I, I he is very intriguing to the future. He just like it, it, he doesn't matter this year. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, they're just kind of – they're a great team. You know, they won, won some games in the regular season, but they, they have a ceiling. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like Jokic. I like him more than Jack, certainly. Cause, yeah. But, I, yeah, go ahead. Really like Jokic. I'm a little concerned about a supporting cast for the near future. I mean, not near future, just right now. I really like uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull for his future, but this season – I don't have too much faith in the supporting cast. Uh, he does have Jamal Murray, but I don't think you can do much with him as your second best player, honestly. Correct. Um, yeah. Bobo Anything else to add? What? Bobo for rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. <laughs> the year. Nice. Um, all right. Well, let's move on. Who do you guys have next? I have the Jazz. Uh, that was the end of my threats. Okay, I still have th- four more threats. I'm done with the threats. Okay. Do you want to talk about the Jazz? Yeah. They were, yeah, obviously still a good team. You can go. Um, I, I don't know. I like the Jazz. Great defensive team. Um, where are they currently right now? Four, five? Anyone know? Uh, they are the four. Yeah. So, I mean, 41 and 23 currently, um, you know, great defensive team, like I just said, and similar to the Celtics, they've got five guys that have, are over 13 and a half a game. So, I mean, they've got some offensive talent as well. Is, does anyone know, uh, is Bogdanovich hurt? I, yeah, he's out. He's out for the whole thing? I believe so. Yeah, that's going to hurt them a lot. Right. Um, he's a great three-point shooter, 20-point-a-game 20, 20 guy. Started every single game for them, you know, played just as many minutes as everyone else. That's a big loss. I mean, I, yeah, so we can check. I, if you're, you're sure he's out for the whole thing? I'm yeah. almost positive. Season-ending right. wrist surgery. Yeah, that's that's definitely not good. That's a huge loss for them, so – you know, even with him, I'd say, you know, what, what's their ceiling? Probably the second round. Maybe if everything went exactly right in the conference finals, but a lot would have to go right even with him. Yeah. So without him, that's just a huge offensive piece that's not going to be there. And, yeah, I think you guys are right to maybe not even have him in the threats. I just, you know, I put a lot of teams in the threats. So that's why they're there for me. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think they're a little limited offensively without him. I think Mitchell would have to do a lot. Yep. I feel so. like a lot of people uh, may have forgotten, but I am still a believer that chemistry may be off within this team. I know it was a while ago, but I think who knows? They've buried the hatchet. Come on. I think I think Mitchell's. Uh... A, enough of a professional uh, 
to move on and see that that would help nothing in his situation. You know, it's bad when basketball, when it time comes time to basketball, he'll be ready and, you know, it doesn't really matter what their personal relationship is like. So. Yeah. And like you said, that was four months ago. I mean, a lot has changed in four months in terms of the virus. I'm sure Rudy, Rudy Gobert takes it very seriously now. Um, maybe more than anyone at this point. <laughs> he doesn't want to get, you know, ridiculed. But, yeah, I, I think it's probably okay. And I, I, I don't think, you know, maybe, maybe they'll never be as, like, if they were, you know, best friends or really good friends before that, maybe they'll never get back there. But I'm sure they're going to be very civil. I, don't, I think it'll be a non-issue. But I don't know, maybe. Do you have anything else to expand upon that? I really don't. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think that, like what I said before, kind of just to repeat myself, I think the ceiling was limited even with, uh, with, with Bagdanovich, but now it's even lower. So who knows if we'll even get out of the first round at this point, especially yeah. if they go against someone like Houston. So I don't, right. I don't know. Joe Ingles. <laughs> Joe Ingles. He was part of our basketball jeopardy. He was. Yeah, solid guy. Anything else to add? We can move on. Um, uh, unless Jack, you have something. Nope. Um, Jazz were my twelfth ranked team. Uh, we didn't talk about my tenth and eleventh. I'll start with my. Um, I'll start with my tenth. So wait, sorry, sorry to cut you off. We're in the dark horse for you guys, right? Correct. Yes, yes. these are dark horses. All right, I've got three more teams in my threat. Okay. Um, my 10th ranked team, first dark horse, is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Agreed. Yeah, they, they were next for me. Um, a team that is very, very interesting. Uh, Sidney, would you like to take the lead on, the, lead on this team? Yeah, I... I'm a big believer in uh, this team and uh, what their season outlook was. I disagree with it highly. I didn't think they'd be this good of a team, but I certainly thought they'd compete for a playoff spot. Um, but they definitely exceeded my expectations. Their their closing lineup they they've won more clutch games than anyone in the league. And uh, I told Jack about this before. Um, it's really about their three playmaking guards, uh, CP3, SGA, uh, Chagiogos Alexander, and Dennis Schroeder, who I really think should be sixth man of the year. Um, they have by far, it's like not even close, among 602 three-man combinations that have played at least 300 minutes together. Uh, they have a 28.6 points possession uh, of a plus minus their net rating is 28.6 points so when they're on the floor together they just, they dominate their opponents um, obviously come playoff time it might prove harder to do but I mean this team has shown time and time again that when the game gets close they don't shrink and they're an even better team in the clutch than they are throughout the rest of the game and that huge part uh main part really is Chris Paul and his leadership. And I really do think their three guards are highly underrated, all of them. Schroeder, Gilgis Alexander, I think they deserve a lot more credit for what they've done. And obviously they have Steven Adams, a 
pretty good center. Um, and an interesting piece, uh, Andre Roberson just returned. I don't know True. if he'll have any minutes or how he's feeling, but defensive stud. Um, I would hope he has worked on a shot over the last two and a half years. Like two he had two years. three pointers in the scrimmage. Did you yeah. see that highlight? Yeah, that was nice to see. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, if he learns how to shoot like decently, I mean, it's it's promising to see that. So he he'd be ten times better of a player if he just learned how to shoot because his defense really is stellar. And um, I don't know how high they're ceiling is but they could definitely upset a team with uh the way they play in tight games so um they they could be a second round threat i think they're certainly like a team that could give yeah i don't think they're going to be beating the top teams they could definitely be annoying to them you know maybe take the series an extra game or two longer than anyone expects against those top teams um, like you said, great uh, backcourt, uh, like you said. And I just think it's a good mixture of young guys and veterans. You know what I mean? So I think that's yeah, a very good true. good blend for a team that's looking to make some noise. So, And I know they certainly – they blew my expectations out of the water from preseason. I had them – I think I had them like 12th. Like I had them – I thought they were – this team was toast. I mean, no one really knew what uh, Shai Gilgis-Alexander was – at this point a year ago or nine months ago, but he, I mean, he's fantastic. I mean, 19 points a game, they've got three guys with 19 a game. So, I mean, it's a team that, you know, they really did better than anyone really could have thought. I mean, they're the five seed right now in the West. So yeah, you know, hats off to them. They've had a fantastic season and um, yeah, they have a lot of picks, right? Right, I was I was yeah. gonna add that they um they're really set up for the future. I don't, I don't have the exact number, but I know obviously in the um in yeah, they, the uh, the trade the Paul George trade they got a lot of picks and shot in SGA from the Clippers, so a lot of young assets uh to go along with Chris Paul. Very interesting team. Yeah, I mean when Sibby sent me that stat a couple of days ago of how when Chris Paul. SGA and Schroeder on the floor, they outscored their opponents by 28.6 points per game. That's, that's, I found that very impressive. That's just the key. Just run them out all the time. You'll win every game by 30 points. <laughs> yeah. That's simple. Yeah. All right. Uh, you, I have two more teams for my threats. Um, but who you, who do you guys want to talk about next? How many dark horses, I guess, do you have left? Three. Um, I got four. All right. Uh, who, who's your Who's your next team? I guess. Zibby, you go. Uh, mine is the Pelicans. Oh, interesting. I so had them. What uh, overall is that? I had them sadly at no chance. Oh. Hmm. They're my They're my dark horses. What's your overall for the Pelicans? Uh, like eleven or twelve. Wow. They're my fourteenth overall. I think I had them fifteen. I think. Just Brandon Ingram combined with Zion and Lonzo and Drew Holiday, and it it the talent really sounds there. And if Zion can tank the next quarter and become the best player on the team, I mean, right now I think it's Brandon Ingram, but obviously Zion should become the best player really soon if 
if he's been working hard during this quarantine, no one really knows how, like, he's progressed so fast whenever he plays. So if if he's better, this team could be that much better. And not only that, one thing to really notice, Zion doesn't have much film out there for people to watch True. in terms of with his team, what they're doing. So they could deploy him with ways teams really don't think about and catch him by surprise with the dominance of Zion. So it's it's nice that he may come off as a surprise. I mean, they might not make the playoffs. They might, but I I think a Zion could be very deadly in these playoffs because no one really knows how to handle him. Definitely. I'm all in on Zion. Remember when I was Zion's biggest hater? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, times have so changed. Stupid. Times have changed. Um, He's so dominant. He really is. I just see – Part of the reason why I like him so much, I just see so much in Charles Barkley um, in Zion. And obviously, I, I love Charles Barkley. Um, yeah, I I know at, uh, there's been rumors that he's lost a lot of fat, replaced fat with muscle over this break. He, he looks like it. Yeah, um, which is making him scarier than he already is. Um they have the easiest strength of schedule remaining. Um, I think I fully buy into the rumor that the NBA is really pushing for the Pelicans to uh, make the playoffs so it could be a Zion-LeBron first round Definitely. matchup. And I'm not a big conspiracy, but I could see them, the NBA telling the refs to give them some calls. And to force to force the hand to make that happen. So, uh, very interesting team. Um, Zion's great. Uh, who did we mention for? Uh, we said Siakam, probably most improved player. Uh, I know Ingram I'd, is. I'd say Bam out of bio. I'd say Bam or Bam. Sorry, yeah, you said Bam. Um, Ingram's right up there too. He, he improved a lot this year. Uh, made his first all-star game. Lonzo's improved a lot. I also have saw, recent, saw a recent uh, clip of Lonzo's jump shot in exhibition games. Looks different. I I think that he's been working on his his form and his shot. I mean, he, he it's, it looks completely different from when, you know, in college you're shooting like that. Like, it looks like it's it's good. <laughs> um, yeah, Lonzo, Ingram, Zion. Tom? Yeah, and I think uh, Holiday's the most underrated player in the league. True. As well. Yeah, didn't you mention him? Certainly a great team. I just, you know, they're, they're not in the playoff picture, and there's – I know Zion only played 19 games, but there's a reason why they're not. Um, they still, still got work to do to even make the playoffs. So, I don't know. I'm not going to take them seriously this year, but this is certainly a team that obviously is going to be on everyone's radar for years to come as long as they can keep Zion and this, you know, main young core intact. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just don't – I had them in no chance because – I don't know. They, they they're not gonna win. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I I wouldn't say they'd win, but I think they could really surprise people. I put them at the dark horse because I think if they uh, if they crack the if they make the eighth seed, I think they could uh, steal two games from the Lakers. No. Yeah, I, I don't, think, don't think, so. think so. Yeah, I don't think. I think so. they could. No, they're getting swept if they make it. We'll see. 
That's a lot. Six games. I don't know about that one. They do have, according to ESPN, they have an 18% chance of reaching that eight seed and 82% not. Yeah, so I still think the odds are just tremendously not in their favor. Um, all right, so let's finish up the dark horses for you guys, finish up my threats. And then I guess for the teams that we have in the in the bad slash no chance category, we can just like list them off and then talk about a couple. Yeah. We're running kind of long here. Um, but, yeah, so who do you guys have to close out? I'll just say out of the rest of my threats category, I have the Mavs and the Pacers. I have the Mavs and Blazers. I got all. I got Mavs, Blazers, and Pacers. All right, let's talk about the Mavs first. Okay, they're my eleventh overall, right after the Thunder and right before the Jazz. All right, what are you guys feeling? Uh, I like the Mavs. Obviously, Luka Doncic is fantastic. Uh, I'm right now not the biggest believer in Kristaps. I do think he is very good, but I I just don't think his time is right now, is what I'll say. I think Luca it it's really what, what can he do for this team. I don't think there's right now enough around him to really make noise. But if he's really that special of a player, and I mean I, I think he's my pick to become the best player in the league in for the next like twelve years. People might pick Jan. I, I, I'm so high on Luka Doncic. I think he's so good. And once they put a little more pieces around him, I think they could be deadly. And not to forget about Seth Curry. I, he, great addition uh, he's been to this team. He's very good, the highest three-point percentage. He's really wish the Sixers got him. He, uh, he would have been yeah. an amazing J.J. Redick replacement. But for me, not this year. Um Luke is really good, but not enough help. I agree with what you said. Uh, I'm probably a little high on Chris Stops than you are. But, um, yeah, I was going to say exactly that. Seth Curry's got the highest three-point percentage of all time. Um, I feel like he's just kind of uh, underrated as a three-point shooter and as just a player just because, his brother. you know, he's living in the shadows of Steph. Um. He's such a solid role player. Right, exactly. I think they – if they – yeah, Luka, going forward, looking past this year, in order for them to be, like, a legit team, they should probably – they got to add someone. I don't know who exactly. Um, but, like, a comparable player to, like, Kristaps talent level, I think would solidify them as a, as a threat and probably a contender. And, they, yeah, if Luka continues to progress, um, definitely. I guess I don't have much else to say about them. All right. All right, let's move on to the – let's go with the Pacers. Okay. Um, you know, obviously a team that's – a team that's uh, a sum of all its parts, I guess you could say. That's the slogan I would give the Pacers. Isn't every team that? Yeah, but more so the Pacers because they're just, you know, a bunch of collective pieces. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're a bunch of cogs value. in the machine. Their team value is better than their individual value. Okay, that's a better way to put it. I, I understand that more. Yeah, so um, as a team with a limited ceiling, but they're going to play hard every single night. 
I they are actually my fifteenth ranked team. They're my last dark horse. Uh, below the Thunder, Mavs, Jazz, Blazers, Pelicans, and Pacers, actually. Um, currently, aren't they the four? Let me look. It's, they're the five. They're the five. Um, I have them lower than that because there is injury concern. I saw today something about is Sabonis, he's not yeah, playing. That's I. That's why I put them to no chance. Right. Um, Sabonis, Sabonis is out. Play. Uh, obviously, Sabonis has had a great yeah. year, first he, All-Star game. Um, he could miss the rest of the season, but you I mean there's and, a chance to come back, but he probably might miss the rest of the season. It's a foot injury, so it's not good. Um, and Oladipo was a, not supposed to come. He was to the bubble. He was said he didn't want to come because he was focusing on his health going forward um, for next season, I guess. But um, he's there. <laughs> he showed up. Uh, I don't know how what his usage is going to be exactly. Is he going to be on limited time? It doesn't – like, uh, his health – like, I'm not fully confident he's fully healthy either, so. And right now he's still a maybe. He's uh, He did join the team in Orlando, but he's still not a definite yes. Okay. So, that's – if they're out Sabonis and Old Depot, then they're definitely no chance. Uh, but they're my last dark horse. Yeah. I'm banking on Oladipo playing, but not – going to be fully effective and I don't think Sabonis is going to play so that's my reason for no chance yeah I don't know you might be right they might have no chance but I just always admire the way they play like especially last year when Oladipo was gone they just they rallied around each other and they did they maintained their spot like no one else everyone expected them to plummet true I just I don't know I have appreciation for the way they play and I'm, I'm sure even without these guys they're still like you know, they might not win a series. They probably won't win a series. But I expect they won't get blown out. I won't say that. They'll play tough every single night. Shout out Nate McMillan. Great coach. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll talk about the Raptors, and then we'll just rattle off some teams at the ends. Uh, the Raptors? Talk- no, 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 the Trailblazers. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, Trailblazers. My <laughs> my bad. Portland. Um, all right. So, Portland's still on the outside looking in. Obviously, this is a team that uh, did very well last year. Uh, what do you guys think about Portland? Could they potentially sneak in? And if they do, how would they fare against the Lakers? I think they have the they show the biggest threat against the Lakers compared to the Pelicans or whoever's fighting for that spot. I think just the experience, the fact that they have two very good guards. Damian Lillard can go for. 50 in any given night you know he can explode on command and against the Lakers who don't I mean I, I guess if you count Le- LeBron as a guard then yeah they have a great guard but I mean in terms of like smaller players they might put on like Lillard and stuff uh, maybe not the best selection but then again they have LeBron and AD to make up for it on the other end so the Blazers might steal one or two games if Lillard just goes off and they can't stop him. So I think who knows if, even if they'll make the playoffs, that's, that's another big if just because. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they, I would like to see them play the Lakers just because it might be the most, the best series possible, but I mean, I don't realistically think they can win. I agree with that. Uh, I have them as 13th overall. 
Um, the backcourt duo of Lillard and McCollum, it's, uh, it's got to be, what, top three in the league, top two? It's up there. Um, we saw this team uh, play great before. They just, for some reason, they've had a down season. Um, oh, wait, uh, the reason for the down, they've been the most injured team in the entire league, actually. Uh, right. The, the restart def- benefits them the most, and Sixers the second most. Right, they have Nurkic back. I know he's been hurt. It, um, they got skinny Carmelo. <laughs> I've been a Carmelo hater for a little bit uh, for uh. recent years, but uh, I don't know. He could add something, I'll admit. Uh, I think that this – I agree, Sibby. This team poses the biggest threat to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. It's so close if you, if you think the Pelicans can take six games, do you think the Blazers can take them no, seven games? I don't then? know. It's close. It's closer than the Pelicans. I just think that they – those two teams, I just feel like definitely pose a bigger threat to the Lakers than the Grizzlies do. The Grizzlies are probably going to end up with that uh, eight spot. But um, – Sorry, yeah. sorry Kiko. Can you guys tell – it's been so long since – I first read about this, but can you guys just, if you guys know, remind me about the eight and nine seed. Is it, if the team's within four games of the eight seed, the nine seed, then they play, then they play like a little series. I they, they get. So they, yeah, they play. And if the eight seed wins the first game, then it's over. But the nine seed has to win two games. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought it was. And it's, if they're within four games, right? Yeah. each other then they do that little thing correct yeah gotcha okay that's i just wanted to make sure i was getting that correct yes i mean it's definitely possible because they're they're still three and a half games so all they gotta do is maintain that and then they can get that chance um but we'll certainly see and i am i'm three for three i definitely think that the the blazers are the biggest threat to the lakers yeah all right so i had um Nine teams, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine teams in the bad slash no chance category. Um, we already talked about two of them, but I'll rattle off the rest that I had. Uh, it was the Nets, Grizzlies, Kings, Spurs, Magic, Wizards, Suns. And I assume you guys have all of them as well. Right. Yeah, my no chance goes Nets, Spurs, Grizzlies, Suns, Magic, Kings, Wizards. Yeah, I mean, this I didn't really put in order, um, but I, I'd say the Grizzlies are the best team. Uh, Wizards, Nets, Pacers, Grizzlies, Magic, Suns, Kings, Spurs. Um, any anything in particular stand out that you want to maybe talk about? I mean, I mean we don't I, talk about I, everyone obviously, but just anything that sticks out. I mean, I did put Pacers, but if healthy, you know, they wouldn't be in this category, like I said. But right, just the Nets have no one to play so it'll it'll be fun to watch Karis LeVert but yeah. no, that's I mean, about it yeah the, <laughs> that roster is really uh taking a hit <laughs> so the, the Nets will probably go against what I mean are the eight right now they're the seven so they could go against Toronto I mean they could drop down to the eight which the magic could overtake them but imagine that Ragtag group of players versus the Bucks. That'd be funny. The, the Nets like, just have no one left. Yeah. They really don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. To their, I have them as one of the better no chance teams. Uh, because I just feel like there's a team that's always just gonna battle 
for some reason. Just the way huge. they showed like last year against the Sixers in that series. I know it was only like a five game series, but they kept it competitive, I felt like, in each game. Um Lavert's good. He I'm went off for like fifty against the Celtics one game. I'm a huge believer in Harris Lavert. Big believer. Oh, they signed Jamal Crawford, I forgot. <laughs> nice. Good for them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's anyone else. I mean, I I guess it's looking like the Kings not the Kings, excuse me. The Grizzlies would be in that eight spot. Um I also it'd be fun to watch Morant play in playoff basketball. Um yeah, Suns, I don't know why they're even here. Yeah, the Suns are they're such a mess. <laughs> they even make De- it. Devin Booker's good. Um, the Suns literally cannot make it, right? DeAndre Aiden's good. I oh, mean, they can make it. Every team can, invited, a, can make they it. They could force a playoff. Yeah. Nice. I want to see Devin Booker playing the playoffs. Come on, let's make it happen. <laughs> he's one of the, like, who? he's one of those players that you just feel bad for. He'll like Allen, like Allen Robinson, fun. you know. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know, he's just always been dealt a poor hand. In well, he's been on the Suns his whole career. In con, not comparable to Allen Robinson, but like they bring in, they always have top picks. Then, I mean, who's the best? To, Aiton's the best pick, and he's Aiton's decent, but like Aiton's good. Yeah, it. I don't so, know. Anyone know when Devin Booker can leave? He's a free agent this summer, I believe. Yeah, I think or, so. Not in summer anymore, but this offseason. So he's got to get the heck out of there. I hope he stays. Why, Sibby? Why are you hating? Why? Why are why you making him go through this? I I mean, I, I, I like Aiden, so I'd like to see them play together. So you'd rather just see them try to get some pieces and contend? or I just want to see. like. Yeah, I'd like to see that. He's just got so much potential. He he seventy points when you're twenty years old. Like that's was he twenty? Twenty one, but yeah. Still, wanna, like that's that's crazy. One last thing I'll say before we wrap up here. I used to, I guess, growing up and for a lot, a large majority of my life, I'd always be like, "Ugh, why is this guy like acting up and like, you know, wanting to get out of a team?" But as I've grown older, I've just come to realize like, these guys only have a certain amount of years where they can make a lot of money and I can't really blame them for just trying to like better themselves. And like, I mean, yeah, there's a respectful way to do it. You don't have to like be a jerk about it. Right. And burn bridges, but I can't fault these guys for just wanting to, you know, be in a more advantageous situation for their career financially and for winning championships, because that's, you know, everyone wants to have the best life that they can have. Yeah, I mean, I can't really fault exactly. anyone for doing that. And I used to be like, oh man, I, I you know, if I were, if I was a professional athlete, I'd be so loyal to the team I drafted. But that's just so like, that's You're a not loyal thing. back. Yeah, that's just like not a good perspective to have. You just want to you know look out for yourself and yeah, you want to you know if if it's not a if it's a good situation, maybe you want to reward reward the loyalty to the team you drafted. But if it's just a you know a complete circus, then I can't fault for you want for wanting to push yourself out of that situation it's just like a job in real life like you get right exactly job and if there's another offer out there for better money and you enjoy it more like why would you not want to go in i don't know yeah right so i don't know i think it'd be great like imagine if booker went to like what if he went to like la i don't know they probably i don't don't want that (laughs) yeah that would that would kind of suck but i mean you know, that'd be something. Um, hey, hey, if you went to the Wizards, I'd be all for it. 
the Wizards? Yeah, sure. Help help out Bradley Beal, man. I want to see Bradley Beal get some help. That's what I want. Yeah. True. All right. Well, I guess that's all I have to say. If there's anything you guys want to add, you can. Um, but I guess we'll wrap up here. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks you for listening, everyone. Basketball will be returning in three days, right? When this comes out, probably two. Or even tomorrow. Yeah. So basketball is just a few nights away, so we're very excited to have it back. Um, you know, I'm I'm not too concerned at all about the coronavirus because the bubble seems working fantastic. Yeah. So I mean, it looks like we're gonna get the rest of the season just as we planned, which is awesome. Adam Silver's the goat. <laughs> there you go. Great commissioner. Um, yeah. So that's, it's, it's gonna work out great, and I'm very I'm looking forward to it very much. And I uh, hope the Celtics can finally win it all in this crazy, crazy season. Hmm. And also, yeah, like I said before in the show, uh, anyone who listens, definitely DM the show, comment on the post, uh, what crazy thing you want me to do if the Sixers make the finals. <laughs> yeah. Um, make it happen. O- open to any and all suggestions because I'm not confident in it not happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Follow the show on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. Follow me at Mitchell Manis. Follow Jack at underscore Jack.Manis underscore and read his article. Yes. And follow Sibby, our MBA in-house expert at eSibby. And be sure to follow the show and subscribe to us on all platforms. Um, that's all. And we will see you next time, folks. See you.